Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Queer Movie Night stands in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. If you'd like to support the cause and help performers and their families who are in need of financial help during this urgent time, you can donate to the Emergency Financial Assistance Program at sagaftra.foundation/donate and the Entertainment Community Fund at entertainmentcommunity.org. Thank you. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer It's movie night Hi Hi. Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Deb And I'm Peyton (laughs) (laughs) And today we're (laughs) What are you laughing at? I don't know I don't know Just a little giggler, I guess. <laughs> just a little. You're just in a giggly mood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> today we're covering the uh, new uh, animated film, Nimona, which recently came out on Netflix at the end of Pride Month. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I thought we were like, doing the other one. Pain. I thought oh, we were doing the no, other one. No, movie. the other one is for the guests. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> pulled up. Okay. Let me just <laughs> recalibrate real quick. Okay. Now I'm ready. <laughs> um, uh, this film is starring my arch. Former former arch nemesis. We can't <laughs> we can't call her my arch nemesis anymore because she's part of the community. Yeah, and I went on like a deep a deep dive of her Instagram, and I was like, oh, her and her girlfriend are so cute. And yeah, they, they have been are. together for kind of a long time, like years. Yeah, yeah. well, that's long for Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think she's yeah, probably I, closeted for a while. I yeah, yeah yeah maybe it was miseducation of Cameron Post that like yeah. Or well, even I feel like maybe of... Chloe Grace Morris. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who maybe don't listen all the time, you might not know that <laughs> queer movie I have a like hatred nemesis? that doesn't understand. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't even think you dislike her. It's just me that disliked her before. I guess I have no no feelings. You really. have no horses like, in the race, really. Yeah. Yes. Like she's <laughs> fine. She's fine to me. I do like her like a lot more now than I know she is queer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've just never, maybe she I was like a generation like, younger than us too. Like yeah. maybe more of her fans are. I also feel I like know. that. I feel so problematic and misogynistic for disliking her in the first place, but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> some of her, behavior that came before that maybe people would have found as an i feel like it's the same thing as Kristen like the stewart. british accent thing you mentioned on yeah episode, yeah right yeah okay but i feel yeah. like it's like the same thing with Kristen stewart it's like when like when they were like closeted like they might have had like weird behaviors especially like being in the public eye and like trying to portray like a certain personality a certain part of them that totally. like they completely change like once they can be themselves and like everything and it just doesn't come because I think I disliked her because I felt like she was disingenuous Mm. and like Mm -hmm. and like 
now I don't feel that way about her anymore. I mean, I don't see as much interviews and stuff with her or whatever, but I think she's a great actress. And yeah, I just, I just didn't like her for a while. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> you know, you don't have to like everyone. And sometimes you don't have like a real reason or yeah, sometimes yeah. it is that they were just slightly <laughs> annoying one time and you never yeah. forgot it. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> probably yeah. not it's fair not to like the person, I, but we yeah. all have people like that. Yeah. And it's also not like I'm like sending her hate messages on Twitter or no. anything like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> we find out like a month from now you're canceled. <laughs> yeah, my secret messages come <laughs> up. You've been harassing <laughs> Chloe Grace. Grace Morris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and neither of us had seen this movie before we decided to do it, right? No, it just came out. Yeah, it just came right? out. Yeah, yeah. Brand new, yeah. like in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, June thirtieth is June? when it came out. Yeah. June thirtieth, okay. Um and I'm so excited we decided to pick it. I thought it was really good. What did you think? I thought it was fabulous. And <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell what you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> my face. Oh, you're was... gonna be like, eh, I thought it was uh fine <laughs> yeah, i think also my face was like too neutral or almost skewing to a grimace so yeah. <laughs> that's my bad um i thought it was great and i i just um i kept thinking about how many kids are gonna watch this and how like i i think it's gonna be amazing someday when like uh, my kids like, watch this yeah like halfway through the movie i was thinking it and i was like i really hope that this does well and it becomes like an animated classic that people like show their kids. I'm definitely going to plan to show it to my kids because absolutely, it's so groundbreaking in a lot of ways for like animated film, I think. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've, it's so queer from like head to toe. Yeah. Um, You even get like, oh, they're like there are other animated films that have like subtext or have like a little bit of queer or they have a mention of somebody being queer or they have like the lesbian cop from the yeah. upward or, you know, they have like, these... I mean, the one, the one that we did before, what was it the with the family? That was stuff? the one I was, I was also thinking, uh, yeah. the, the Mitchell's Mitchell's versus the, Mitchell's the machine, versus the machine the Mi- which is a great, um, which is a great movie, but they don't even reveal that the character is queer until like the last minute of it or something. Right. Like yeah. this, this animated film for children, PG rated yeah. has the, in the main love story about the main character is a gay love story. Mm-hmm. And that's not even like including all of the like metaphorical parts of Nimona and like uh, all can... of the things that she obviously like her story. I have represents. so much I want to talk about there. Like yeah. she's obviously queer too. Yeah. And like I was just like, this is the gayest kids movie I've ever seen. I'm amazed yeah. it was made. I'm so glad it was made. And I hope kids are watching it. And also, I was like, okay, there's a tiny part of me that was like, it's it's amazing to live in a day and age, too, where I think if this movie would have come out, I don't know, however long ago, like, parents would have, like, one, um, like, the Moms of America would have demanded it not happen at all, and two, like, it'd be rated, like, PG-13. Right, Because yeah. there is, like, it is so explicit with its queerness and a lot of murder, and they yeah. call it murder. Yeah, <laughs> that surprised me. I was like, 
You know, it's not just like, oh, you hit them with a sword and you, they don't actually call it out. Yeah. No, they were like, multiple times they go, God, people are being murdered. And I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. I, feel like, I also feel like that has a lot to do with like, I was just thinking about this when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy uh, when I was at home recently. Like, mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with like kids movies nowadays. Like, obviously that's not really a kids movie, kids movie, but like people take families are going to take their kids to go see guardians of the galaxy and i was sitting mm-hmm. there watching and i was like oh my god like this is gonna fucking scar kids for life uh like, it scarred me and i'm a 32 year old yeah, exactly <laughs> i sobbed like, but like <laughs> full body twice in but guardians like the, the violence and stuff that is inherent in these marvel movies which are very mm-hmm. much marketed to children and stuff like right. i feel like nowadays that's that's much more yeah but like totally just the queerness alone in this movie would have i think garnered it a pg-13 if it came out a little maybe a few years ago and even maybe wide release too yeah yeah right. yeah i think there would have been if this wasn't on if this wasn't a netflix re- i kind of do wish it had a wide release just so we could have seen it in theaters because i think that would have been cool but yeah the um, animation i think a lot beautiful yeah the animation is really cool um but i think it would have gotten a lot more uh conservative ire um yeah and right now all the conservatives can talk about is barbie so we don't have mm-hmm. to worry about it. <laughs> Do you have plans to see it? This will be oh. airing after Barbie oh. already came out, but Honey, this is... I'm seeing it tonight. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Kayla and I are going tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, tonight is Thursday, so it's like technically it opens tomorrow, but yes. some theaters are doing no, early no, I'm. I kind of, a little part of me was like, I wish I was going tonight, but... I'm going to I'm taking our picnic backpack. Kayla and I are oh, taking, nice. we've got one of those. Yes. <laughs> a picnic backpack to our local park in our neighborhood to watch Save the Last Dance. Oh, on, on I, love that. <laughs> I love movies in the park, but I love it when they're in our neighborhood park, yeah. which is like really rare. Um, <laughs> it couldn't be more random movie, but of course, I'm uh, very on brand for me. I was obsessed with it when I was little. Yeah. Um, fun time. But yeah. Young so tomorrow Washington. we're seeing Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> young Carrie Washington, and she was my favorite character growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. Sorry, part Julia Styles. Sure. <laughs> she's the best part for sure. Um, yeah, very excited to see Barbie tomorrow. I'm gonna see Oppenheimer at some point next week because my wife gives two fucks about it. Um, <laughs> I'm the same. As, I'm the same her. as Kayla. I love that for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I'm. I like Christopher Nolan. Like, I yeah. like. I, I like I'm, him I will, too. I will see yeah. it regardless. Yeah, yeah. But I'm a. I'm there for Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh. Let's be yeah, real yeah. here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like him too. I just like, I don't know. I only ever go to the movies to see him if like someone asks me to. Like, I don't. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think I he's, really a, I think he's a talented night. director, though. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. see those. And like, yeah, I guess I like Batman or whatever, but. I went through a weird phase where I would watch them all the time. <laughs> like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> um, they're still good. Sorry, they hold up. They probably will. Why are we talking about this? Oh, we're just talking about Barbenheimer. Yeah. Barbenheimer. <laughs> God. I'm so excited to see the movie. And um, it, the discourse has been fun, but I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for the for I'm for ready for the thing, real done. thing. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I almost bought the shirt, like one of the shirts, and I was like, Oh yeah. No, that's okay. 
Is it the one that like morphs the two posters together? That one was pretty cool looking. That one did look cool. Um, I originally almost bought the half pink, half black. Oh, one. that's a good one too. Yeah, but the one you're talking about was actually really cool. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Maybe I still will. When people are like, "That's old news." I'm gonna say, that's There's one that's good. really cute that was like pink, and then it's like some line art, and it's like Barbie dressed as a scientist on one side, and on the other side is like a pink explosion, and it says what? Barbenheimer, which is really cute too. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, Damn. What a cultural milestone, for sure. I know. It reminds me of when I was almost bought a shirt that said Negroni Spagliato. <laughs> and I, it was either, fa- it was Friends of the Pod, it was either Cordy or Did Kate they tell Royal, you not to? Or both of them. They were like, Deb, it's going to be dead. It's Yeah, it's going like, to be dead by the time you get the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, they were like, don't waste your money. But I was like, but, but, guys, it's uh, so funny. And It'll remember, kind of be ironic like, to have it, like, years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I think it would be funny It'll to be wear like... years when yeah, people yeah. are like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Or they're like, what is that ancient reference that I have no idea what it is? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> one one day, those shirt kind of shirts will like end up in thrift stores, and children will wear them, not knowing. No, we're gonna mean. find a Barbenheimer shirt in a thrift store for twenty years. Oh, I think people will know that's gonna be in history books. <laughs> not Negroni Spagliato. Not Negroni Spagliato. <laughs> okay, is that like kind of homophobic? Um, first to Chloe stuff. Now I'm yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're too close to being canceled, so it's time to get me canceled. You know, I'm always teetering on the line. I'm always teetering on the line. <laughs> oh my god that's so fun. charlie smith i keep bringing up random people but you know Char- our yeah. mutual friend charlie smith um yeah. <laughs> tells me that all the time they were like you're always you're one improv scene away from being canceled <laughs> like you're you're one character away and i was like I know. I've said some questionable things. <laughs> but you know what? I kind of like living in that space. <laughs> you like, like the danger. The, <laughs> the danger, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm cool, everyone. I'm cool, everyone. What is her comedy like? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's really just like fart jokes and funny voices. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, a funny walk. Yeah, a funny walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An odd, very butch character. <laughs> yeah. Always trying to like kiss other people. Yeah. It's like not okay. Like not okay. <laughs> Only done that with good friends. Only done that with good friends. But, yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get into the plot of nimona let's do it um so wikipedia calls this a sci fantasy which i did not realize yeah which i didn't i didn't really think of as a genre until now but i guess i don't know there's probably other ones i'm i'm assuming but yeah it takes it's kind of like a fantasy world but there's technology and like futuristic uh type things like hover hover horses and things of such nature um and it opens like kind of with like a shrek 
storybook opening um, where they tell the story of Glorith, who was this legendary hero who established the Institute for Elite Knights um, and vanquished a great black monster a thousand years ago. And then the film turns focus to this character, Ballister Boldheart, played by Riz Ahmed, um, who is a commoner, and he'll he'll be the first commoner to be admitted into the Institute for Elite Knights, which is a big deal. Um, Queen Valoran, who's the leader of the kingdom, I guess, has decided to uh, let him join the knighthood and sort of bring in this new era of like anybody can be a hero, not just like the elite knights and like elite people, which I don't, I don't know if I just missed it or, but I think, I think that's like a really interesting, it definitely is interesting to think about as like a metaphor for like how our system works, where like every, everybody who has more money is and is more wealthy, uh, higher class status, like, is sort of like untouchable and there's like, it's impossible to sort of break into that uh, type mm-hmm. of it, into that world. Um, I totally took it as like, this is all um, a, like a metaphor for classism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he's about to be knighted um, and he uh, is re- it's revealed like within the first four minutes, I remember texting uh, one of my friends, like I'm not even four minutes in, I'm crying about this movie because he uh, has a male lover, Ambrosius Golden Loin, uh. who is a direct descendant of Gloria. <laughs> <His name>. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Loin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is uh, played by Eugene Lee Yang, who's one of the Try Guys. I only know who Eugene is because of the Try Guys scandal, which I have never heard or seen any of them. Yeah, ever. Well, in my Eugene, life that scandal. Eugene is definitely the most famous one. I don't know if it's because he's gay, but he's done like a lot of like fashion <laughs> stuff and like other things as well. Um, but yeah, that's he's mostly known for being a Try Guy. Um, and. Uh, during the ceremony, um, she hands him his sword, and then the sword, uh, emits a laser which kills the queen in the ceremony. So there's the first death in this kid's movie. Shocking! I gasped. Shocking! Yeah, I gasped. <laughs> My mouth was agape. <laughs> I knew okay, something was like wrong a- with the sword because they were acting pretty sus when they gave it to him, but I didn't know it was going to yeah. do all that. I didn't yeah. know it was going to do all also, that. Also. <laughs> the cast is great, by the way. Just have to say because the queen was Lorraine Tucson from. Oh yeah. Well, Orange is a lot of Black things. Is what yeah. a lot of people know her from. Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? Orange is New Black. Uh, the Fosters. But Kayla used to be obsessed with this uh <laughs> show that she used to be on in the '90s with Annie Potts called Any Day Now. I don't oh. know if you ever. I haven't, but I love both of those women, so I have you... to look it up now. It's. So up your alley. It's so up your alley. Um, oh my I... God. In a young. No way. What? Sorry, sorry. In the any day now, there's someone else in it. Yeah, it looks like uh, Alan Cumming. <gasps> but. Okay, Maybe anyway, sorry. Like... <laughs> yeah. So uh, she di- she's killed by this laser and then everyone believes it's Ballister's 
fault. Like he orchestrated it. So all of the knights um, start to attack him and Ambrosius uh, cuts his arm off by trying to stop him from killing the queen. Um, So he gets a prosthetic arm. Um, And then we meet the title character, Nimona, who is a shapeshifter. Um, and she is, she seems really interested in becoming a villain sidekick. And she believes Ballister to be a villain because of the way that the press and everybody is painting him. And because like he has plans to sort of take down whoever, uh, framed him for the murder of the queen. So they, uh, sort of jumping ahead, they kidnap uh, the squire who gave him his sword to sort of figure out what went on. And it's by Julio Torres. Julio Torres. Los Spookies. (laughs) Oh, I love Los Spookies. Mm -hmm. He's got a movie out coming out too. Probably. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. With Tilda Swinton. That's going to be a fun time. Mm -hmm. Um, The direct, uh, who reveals that the director is actually the one who set him up. The director is the director of the uh, elite knights. And I believe she's Ambrosius's mother as well. I think. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. They look, maybe I might've missed that. I might've just guessed that cause they're both blonde and she's played by yeah. Francis Conroy, which is a sleigh. Yeah. She's fabulous. Um, so it's revealed that she's the one that framed him. Um, and so they, uh, Nimona pretends to be Ambrosius and gets the director to admit that she's the one that killed, that killed the queen because she didn't want commoners to start becoming knights. Um, and they record it and they post it online and then everybody's like, oh my God, who's the real bad guy? Um, but then the director figures out that Nimona is actually the great black monster that Glorith defeated all those years ago. And so she, so she says that like, I know, I know she says that like Nimona was pretending to be her and like, nobody can trust anybody because they could all be secretly monsters, which I feel like is a metaphor that I want to talk about later. Um, and so this makes Ballister upset. Uh, Ambrosius meets Ballister and tells him that that's what had happened. That, that that's what hap- is happening. And Ballister confronts Nimona, and Nimona feels really hurt by him thinking that she would do that, or that she's like evil and a monster. So she runs away, and that's when Nimona's uh, um background is background stories revealed you find out that she and glorith were actually friends as children and then when nimona's powers were discovered in glorith's village everybody started attacking her and calling her a monster and instead of defending her friend glorith abandoned her um glorith yeah problematic Problematic lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all thinking it. I feel like I feel like they're very coded lesbian lovers. Oh, yeah. Was fully going to say that when we got to that. I, point. It's very like a very like Grindelwald Dumbledore situation. Seems Absolutely. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh so in her depression 
or despair, basically, Nimona turns into a this big, like, dark monster um, and goes to attack the city. And she's about to... This is, like, really dark, but she's about to, like, end her own life by impaling herself on this statue of Glorith. And that's when Ballister stops her and apologizes for her hurting her. And she turns back into, like, her human form. And, uh, but the director still thinks she's bad or doesn't like her. So she is about to fire this huge cannon that even though it's going to stop Nimona, it's also going to like kill anybody who's in the way of it. So she's going to sacrifice all the lives of like all these people that live in the kingdom. So Nimona turns into this big, like red Phoenix thing. And then she stops, uh, the cannon from firing, uh, which, uh, it like implodes and kills the director and it destroys this wall that was like blocking off like the world from the kingdom and it reveals like this really beautiful landscape and like maybe the outside world isn't as bad as everyone made the kingdom think it was mm-hmm. Um, and then the end it's sort of uh, everybody thinks that Nimona is dead but everybody thinks that Ballister and Nimona are heroes Ballister and Ambrosius uh come back together uh but then in like the the final moments baluster is seemingly reunited with nimona we can't see her but her voice is like off screen mm-hmm. and that's to end excellent <laughs> thank you excellent blurb <laughs> nice blurbing thank thank you um I was so happy at the end. I was like, "Me too." I thought she was dead. Like, I was like, "Is she really dead?" I was crying. (laughs) Oh my god! I what at the her almost killing herself. Yeah, I was sobbing on the sword that part, and then being stopped with him with um. I keep wanting to say Balthazar. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, Ballister, 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 uh, Ballister, when he like goes, when he sticks his arm out, he goes, yeah. I, I see you. I was yeah, like, oh, I see you, oh, cool, Nimona. Cool. Yeah, because the awesome. whole time cool. he was like calling her a monster. Yeah, yeah, yep, I, I cried. That was, um, yeah. that got me. Yeah, I think I cried uh, like when, when she, like when Glorith wouldn't defend her, like that was upsetting. Oh, mm-hmm. just so many heartbreaking oh moments like, in this yeah. but also like a lot of fun comedic moments too like this is, like kids are really gonna enjoy this movie as well totally. um yeah what are what are we, our first thoughts outside of crying and stuff i guess <laughs> um yeah i guess to piggyback on what i i guess i said earlier is i i just think it, i thought it was great and i thought it was great representation and i thought it was unique I'd never seen uh, an animated film at any at all like this. Yeah. Um, even the I story saw, I thought was yeah. super unique. Like I liked that it was like mixing two different time periods. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it was uber modern, uh, like the world that they lived in, but they were still practicing like medieval practices. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I thought it was really. Which I thought it was a in itself. Yeah. Which in itself is kind of like an interesting metaphor too of like, yeah, we've made so much progress, but we're kind of held back by these like old ideologies that like people won't let go of. 
which Jack I didn't even think Francis about that until Conroy. you said that. <laughs> of course. First, first women talking, and now this, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a problematic year there. I think she's amazing. Oh, she's yeah, an she's amazing an amaz- actress. She will always be iconic. Yes, uh, she will. I mean, um, Fargo <laughs> is a classic. Oh, yeah. Love Fargo. And you know what? American Horror Story. But before it went off the rails, when we were all still watching it and loving it, mm-hmm. she was she was fantastic. Which she, um, was she in Coven? Uh, Actually, she was kind oh, of Coven. She had wasn't she in the other ones too? the first couple um, like bit smaller parts. I feel like she did. She was. I cannot oh you know what this is no you know what she was not in women talking i was thinking of someone else were you thinking of francis mcdormand yes yeah she's not in fargo either yeah i didn't say anything because i did think you were right and then i was like wait a second that was the (laughs) other francis but you're right she's in i think she's in every season of uh american horror story i haven't seen the most recent ones but She's been in every one that I've seen. Who's watching it? It (laughs) hasn't been good since Coven. Coven was the last good season. I heard the last one was pretty good, but I know it's going to be depressing because it's about the AIDS crisis. So, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We all know how I feel about Ryan Murphy, even though I still watched him. I mean, I loved American Horror Story when it first came out. Yeah. Like Murder House. You kidding me? Asylum. I loved them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, All the performances. In this movie are really good though like They're all the very voice good. performances mm-hmm. yeah i thought chloe grace both chloe grace Moritz and riz ahmed were really good mm-hmm. i love ballister i think he's such a great character um yeah. i like that he looked like himself in real life i'm kind of a sucker yeah. for an animator that okay like incorporates is- the the expressions and stuff yeah. of like I'm, the actors. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but there is about five people in this world who love the Polar Express, and I am <laughs> one of them. And I know the uncanny valleyness of it freaks people out, and they violently hate that movie. <laughs> but I love it. I'm a Polar Express stand, and I love that they all look like Tom Hanks. Okay. <laughs> I was like, That's oh, that reminds funny. me of Tom Hanks and Polar Express. Riz Ahmed actually looks like Riz. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Now um, that's what's going to get sold. I'm a Polar that's Express. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, Polar Express <laughs> was very popular when it came out, and it still plays every year on Freeform. So mm-hmm. you're you're not the only fan. Okay. I was just. <laughs> just watched the scene from it like last week actually i made kayla watch it okay, i still have, have the, the express no you're good i still have um some of the songs on my christmas playlist oh, um really? I, yeah i tried to sing one in high school with my friend um effort duet john you you knew john i yeah um, yeah the intending on this year and then it's from far and all this Christmas year I'm thinking every that's my favorite song from the movie presents for the children wrapped in red and green all I've ever dreamed about but never, never really seen. seen. 
All the time that I live and <laughs> this is not good people, on the ear. People ripping their earphones out right now. I know, but so many parts. There's like no way our mics aren't just like fighting each other right now, too. That's so funny. Thank you for indulging me on that. You're welcome. That, I think um, that's that's iconic. Yeah, the animation yeah. definitely hasn't aged well, but it was definitely a cultural yeah. moment. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> well, t- t- speaking of the animation, I think the animation, the actual look of it in this movie is unique. I don't. Yeah. Is it kind of like an original style? Because I don't. Maybe I. I just. I guess I don't I watch a ton of I haven't animated. Seen... Yeah. Things besides Disney and Pixar movies and Bob's Burgers. That's pretty yeah. <laughs> explicitly what I watch animated wise. But I haven't um, seen Puss in Boots yet, but from the trailers, oh. it kind of seems like maybe like a similar type of style. Like similar, yeah. A little Puss bit. Puss in Boots was fantastic. Yeah, I've way. heard it's really good. Yeah, um, it made me cry. But I'm really, really a fan of these movies like outside of Disney and Pixar that are like trying to like do different kinds of styles of animation like this and mm-hmm. uh the Mitchells versus the machine like across the spider verse um the new teenage mutant ninja Love. turtles movie looks really cool oh yeah um, big spider verse fan too yeah yeah Love um me too um but yeah i th- i think the style i'm i'm happy that like the style of this movie looks so good because uh i don't know you'd be were i i guess i i was a little bit worried that it would be compromised because it's on netflix as opposed to like a wide release film originally this movie well not originally originally this movie was production of blue sky studios and then disney bought blue sky and then for a while the film was kind of like in limbo because Disney wanted them to make it less queer and they were like, no, we don't want to. So like it was just delayed for a long time. And then finally blue sky closed and, and Annapurna pictures picked it up, which I'm really thankful that they did because Mm -hmm. I think if Disney had released the film, it would not be as good. And I think Disney, I haven't seen strange world, but I think that Disney is cowards when it, are cowards when it comes to queer representation in film. And that's my mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Yep. Um, here, here. <laughs> well, like with, like, uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to talk about Disney bums me out because I like, who doesn't love Disney movies? And you're a yeah. Disney guy. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I will always watch. I will always watch them and love them, but like, uh, they're just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, well, I think, like... I mean, my family, I won't get too Disney gay on this podcast. I don't want to talk about it forever because me and my brothers can literally talk for hours about Disney and what we think is wrong with how they're running it and whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. basically my thing is that nowadays the people who run Disney are too worried about money and they're too worried about what what is going to be, like, the most accepted and make them the most money right now. So they're they're just yeah. not going to make... They're not going to make the risks and the innovations that made Disney what it is today. Like when Disney started, it was a risk. Disney spent 
his entire fortune. He went into incredible debt to create Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. When Disney made The Little Mermaid, that was a huge risk. Like, it's just like when Disney really shines, it's when they're taking risks and they're making mm. innovations. And that's Oof. not what they're doing right now. They're playing it safe always yep. and it's not always. serving them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now they have the brand recognition, but I think it's really going to start to suffer if they don't try to do something new and different. Their last, their last string of movies have suffered. Yeah. Like they, they're just not doing as well in the box office. Like Strange World, they I feel like it looks to me from an outsider's point of view that they may have purposefully in like yeah tanked, undersold it yeah like tanked up tanked it so it wouldn't be successful because of the queer storyline yeah. um i know lightyear did really badly and there was a small queer storyline in there too yeah um yeah i don't know i also kind of feel like i i haven't heard great things about lightyear and um and strange world i also mm-hmm. feel like maybe they let the queer storylines and those slide because they knew the product wasn't going to be as good and they knew it wasn't going to do well so interesting they wanted to get like a participant that's just like i'm just spitballing but yeah i don't know it could be something yeah. um but anyway back to this movie mm-hmm. i think it's just so unapologetically queer. Like the DNA of the film is queer. Like I think the metaphor, like some of the metaphors in this film are really alluding to stuff that is going on right now that like is putting queer people in danger. Um, Mm -hmm. Within the first four minutes, we see that Ballister and Ambrosius are together and it's like not, it's like they don't kiss or anything, but it's very obvious that they're together and it's like unquestionable. And like yeah. there's dialogue in the film that supports that they love each other and they're together. Um, that was like just having that queer love story at the center of this movie was very compelling and and emotional for me to see because like as a child, we never had anything like this ever. Yeah. So it's it's just so relevatory in that way. And I this movie's kind of had a quiet release. Like I haven't really heard much about it. Like there's, there's some people that are saying nice things about it on Twitter, but, but I think it really deserves a lot more recognition that it's getting right now. Absolutely. I I really haven't seen much about it. Very little on Twitter and mostly uh, like auto straddle. And um, otherwise I didn't know. Yeah. Really. Um, so I do hope, but Netflix, I mean, everyone, Netflix is big enough. I'm hoping yeah. that like the numbers are good and people are watching it and kids are watching it. It's a pretty incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just, I've never seen like a, a family animated movie with the central love story being between two men. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's and it's right in it's right out there. It's like you said, like it's right in the beginning. They establish it. There's no like question mark. It's not subtext. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. We even Some... get a kiss at the end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Very crazy. Something else about the movie that I think is is really relevatory is Nimona, like the title character mm-hmm. of the film. I think she is very heavily coded as a non-binary character, gender non-conforming mm-hmm. character, especially with this metaphor of being like a shapeshifter, um, yep. being an outcast. 
And the way that this film discusses outcasts and like people, people, society deeming people as monsters and dangerous, I think is very, unfortunately, very, very reminiscent of what's going on now with like tra- with trans rights and um and drag performers and just anybody who doesn't conform to cisgender norm that society that america well that our country at least i can't speak for everybody but that our Mm -hmm. country at least is having vitriol over um and it's it's really just like a i mean we know this we know that it's like a witch hunt and they're they're just trying to find a reason to like not give us rights and things like that. But it was very, it was very emotional to watch because it, I think it, it depicts it very well of how, how people who are privileged, like, like the director, people who, uh, who have the resources can, can create these monsters from out of people who are just everyday people. Like, um, and I think it's interesting that it 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 tackles this happening to Ballister and Nimona. Ballister is is a cis is a cis gay man, so he has like slightly more privileges than Nimona might, especially mm-hmm. because he's masculine presenting. And like that's that's another thing of like his his allegiance, like his friendship with Nimona is sort of like very tenuous throughout the film. And that, I think that really speaks to the people in the queer community, like the LGB without the T portion of the queer community, or like the, the people, the people in the queer community who will throw some, who will throw trans transgender and non gender conforming people under the bus so that they can quote unquote be get, get on the good side of like conservatives or, just like these horrible people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think this movie has a lot of layers and it, it explores them in a really, in a really delicate or a really good way. And I think in a, in a way that would, that makes it accessible to younger audiences. And I think could open up these important conversations to, if your child has questions about what's going on in the world and what it's like to be part of these communities, it really gives you a good leap leaping off point to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Actually just, um, I mean, you probably saw this too when you were looking up stuff about the movie, but um, the writer has since come out as trans mm-hmm. since it is released. And they were like, yeah, I think I didn't realize that's what I was writing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally saw it. I, even Nimona at one literally says I'm not a girl. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that rocks. Like, like little kids who are like, you know, confused, don't know how, like, yeah, feel like they might be struggling with identity and think they might be like non-binary is like, that would just be insane to see yeah. in a movie. Like this, there's just like so many things that are so important in this film. And I just can't believe I like, I just have the hardest time wrapping my mind around the fact that it's like in like a family children's animation. Yeah. 
or animated film. Yeah. I just think it's really special. And I'm just so glad it was actually made because especially with today's climate, like, of course, Disney dumped it because they're cowards. Yeah. Like, of course they did. But Netflix saved it and say what you will about Netflix because they be annoying a lot and fucking Mm -hmm. up a lot. But but they saved it and they released it. And I think it's just so important. Yeah. Yeah. And like, thank you to like Annapurna Pictures. Like, I feel like I've seen like they've done some interesting movies before. um, And yeah, I just I just hope that us talking about it and more people start talking about it so that it get, it gets the recognition it deserves. Um yeah. and yeah. I just also- I just want to see more queer opinions on it. Like I want to hear more queer people talking about it cuz I just want to know cuz like I obviously Nimona's experience is not my experience. I was able to see like a lot of my experience in the character of Ballister, but I just want to see like and and I I think um uh uh and uh what's their name nd i think nd stevenson who created nimona um Mm -hmm. has been working on the story for a long time they were working on it like when they were in college there was a graphic novel that came before the movie which i think Mm -hmm. is is slightly different um they also worked on uh the reboot of she-ra um Mm -hmm. on netflix um and obviously this character is very near and dear to them. And um, I think, you know, as we always say on here, like these stories coming from people who actually live this experience just makes them so much more genuine and moving and compelling. Um, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's such a fresh film. I didn't even, you know, I, I hope, I hope that people watch it. Yeah, I hope more people are, or maybe more have watched it more than we realize. Yeah, yeah, because um, Netflix doesn't release their numbers. Yeah, and... it just hits on so many different things. The one of the things that I loved most about it too was like this, um, the spotlight on the importance of like chosen family and queer family, mm-hmm. and uh, like the familial bond that is formed between um, Nimona and. I keep on Balthazar. Who's Balthazar? What I don't know, that? but it sounds familiar. <laughs> either from the Bible or fucking it's Harry Potter. It's a name that I've heard before, Balthazar? but I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> Why do I want to do that, <laughs> Balthazar? Um, I just, I like, I love, I love their their relationship, and I love too, that like yeah, she yeah. finally finds home with him. Yeah. Like the when when he's like, no, it's okay, you're safe, you're home. When she's having yeah. that nightmare, I was like, this is and so the- real. Like this is a reality that so many people in this position. I mean, obviously not like a shapeshifter, but like yeah, in real life, like yeah. the real life version of it, like don't have people. They don't have a safe place. They right. don't have a home, and it's like. Yeah, I just keep like how many different t- type of people having different experiences are going to get something out of this film. Right. Like I know you and I did and yeah. you're like what you said like it's not even like for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just amazing like it's I feel like there's there's literally I feel like it's almost everything everywhere all at once effect where I feel like every person I know who watched it and loved it like had something to take away from it that like meant something really specific and special to them. Yeah. And it wasn't like the same thing across the board. Um, Like this movie has that. Yeah. You can really pull anything from it and identify 
with some part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I also love, I was scared. We were talking about earlier that we were like scared that Nimona was actually gone. And then, and I was like, I was like, oh no, please don't let it be like that. She Bury sacri- your gaze. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we've moved to the point where like you can, you can kill off a queer character at the end of something and it not be like damaging, but, mm-hmm. but it's also like this being a kid's movie and, and the connotation of her, of her sacrificing herself for like all these people that like hated her and stuff. It's just like really heavy, I think, for a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, and I was just so happy to have that more optimistic ending that that she wasn't really gone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that the yeah. that the boys got back together and they got to kiss. That was good. they did, and they kissed <laughs> in a movie, in an animated movie. And they seemed a little gayer too. Yeah, like you notice that. Yeah, like, yeah, just a little gayer. <laughs> They're like, now we can really let our hair down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like built a six oh six on on top of the <laughs> the mountain outlook, and then we're fully gay. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like we have talked for a while. Um I feel like with these good movies like it's it's so hard to to pick and choose. Um mm-hmm. but is there anything else that we want to talk about before we wrap up? Any other um I do want to say I that I also like because of Nimona's like identity and like the dialogue for sure i feel like nimona is like obviously a metaphor for like not fitting into a specific box gender wise or like being trans but like uh that black bash was gay yeah also (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like this be gay yeah i know there it was it melting i think it was very coded yeah 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 those Um, girls they 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 were having those feelings. God, but we've all had. What's her get? Why am I forgetting? I, uh, what's her name? Who? Oh, Glorith. Or, or, Glorith. I keep wanting to call yeah. her Gloria. Uh, Glorith, I keep wanting to call um, her Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> 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 like we've all. Yeah, we've all had a girl like Gloria in our life. You know, <laughs> behind closed doors. <laughs> She's gonna. She's giving you vibes. You're all your best friends, and then the moment you get caught, she stabs you in the back. Kind of, and uh, then takes credit. Yeah, kind of like rules a kingdom and bases her entire life and <laughs> and her religion, her religious, like not religious yeah. religion, but like her whole yeah institute on being against you. I know it's kind yeah, of yeah, um, yeah. it's kind of echo echoes back to uh to um chloe grace moritz story in uh cameron post because she also had that uh, experience with her first girlfriend yep um yeah i also thought it was i and i want to rewatch the movie because i only watched it once but i want to rewatch it and see i thought it was interesting that i definitely read nimona as like a as a non-binary character and Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they use they she she they pronouns like demi or something but i thought it was interesting that for most of the film ballister referred to to them as she and her um mm-hmm. and i thought maybe that was like 
a commentary on them not respecting her, but but she, she they also never corrected them so maybe that is the pronouns that they go by but i just thought it was interesting um yeah. and on a rewatch I, I would like to see if they refer to the to her any them any differently throughout the film um on the wikipedia it also refers to nimona's character by she her pronouns throughout yeah. the the summary um but yeah amazing movie definitely watch it yeah. watch it with oh, your... the other line oh, that got yes. me was so sorry it was on the subway when he was like can't you just be normal or I like know. it would oh, just God, be easier so and when she when she says easier for who yeah oh, oh god there's so the dialogue is good this is a yeah. good ass movie <laughs> it this is. is a good one everyone <laughs> folks run don't walk also i didn't mention this but beck bennett was really funny in this too he was like the really yeah, chat, he was. the really Sarah chat. sherman was the <laughs> voice of the woman in the car oh Sarah yeah. yeah oh she was good she was giving yeah totally i know beck bennett doing what beck bennett does best yeah bro yeah, yeah he was very funny um yeah. so here at queer movie night we rate the films based on two different scales one being the vita russo test which is a media metric uh to examine queer representation in film uh it follows three rules one that the film have queer identifiable characters which this one does two that the queer identifiable characters have traits other than being queer this one also has that and three that removing the queer characters from the film would change the plot significantly this the queerness in this film is in the dna if you remove the queer characters in it it would be a completely different film i would say this passes with flying colors good mm-hmm. fucking job nd and annapurna <laughs> pictures <Yeah. laughs> the second uh scale that we use is our homegrown scale uh which is zero to six of something iconic from the film what should we rate oh my gosh uh, for this one swords swords that's what i was thinking too <laughs> yeah let's do swords um, um go ahead i mean dare i say a six yeah we gotta give this a six swords this was just a There's like nothing knocked it out of the it. park yeah, mm-hmm. I I, can't, I literally can't think of anything that I was like I didn't like this or I thought it was problematic. Is it's a perfect film, y'all. You gotta watch it. Um, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Queer Movie Night and for continuing to support us. Please follow us at Queer Movie Night on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think we still have a Facebook. Um, also <laughs> yeah i think we still have a facebook yeah also uh uh like subscribe to the podcast so you see when we have new episodes leave us a review let us know like what other films you want us to cover um and let us just know how we're doing say hi um and you can follow me at peyton cody lynch on instagram and twitter and on letterboxd follow- too Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you added Letterboxd. I was ready to go. Um, you can follow me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter and Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. Have yourself a merry, merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. Make it oh, I'm so low right now. <laughs> from yeah, you're like Bing Crosby. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Troubles will be miles away. Nah, nah, something different now. Okay. You can, <laughs> we can be done. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.